1: Final top 247 rankings are out, and with that, 32 five-stars have been named. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 27th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. In just a second, I'm going to throw it over to Lance Glenn and the Football Recruiting Podcast as he is joined by National Recruiting Analyst, Cooper Patagna, to break down those aforementioned 32 five-stars in the final top 247 rankings. They dive into the Travis Hunter versus Walter Nolan debate at one and two, and then they also hit on Texas A&M's large group of five stars. I'm sure they're also going to hit on a few other topics too. So without holding you any longer, here are Lance Glenn and Cooper Patagna
0: Joining me now to discuss the rankings and give some insight as to why certain five stars were ranked where they are is 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst, Cooper Protagon. Cooper, how are we doing? It's a big day for 24-7 Sports. I'm sure a big day for you to put the finishing touches on this 2022 class.
2: We're excited, Lance. I appreciate you having me as always. Uh, excited, man. A lot of work's gone into this between myself, Chris Singletary, Gabe Brooks, just to name a few, and, and everybody else on the regional team. So it's an exciting day for us. We, we get to break these guys down and an exciting day for these kids as well. So
0: I want to start just by asking you how you specifically go about your rankings. Obviously, a lot goes into it testing times, camps, seven on sevens, high school film, a lot more. How do you go about making your evaluations when there's so much to just base player off of.
2: Sure. I, I think it's a, it's a collective accumulation of data points. And, and what I mean by that in the evaluation process, really starting when these guys are, are young, as rising sophomores, you start to get more and more access to them and exposure to them. So it's a, it's a height, weight, speed game. That's how the game is played. And that's how the majority of these prospects, all these prospects are going to be evaluated. So for us, it's really important that we just stay consistent throughout that process. And what I mean by height, weight, speed, we're looking for differentiating critical factors at every position, uh, whether it's offensive line or, or linebackers. So skill, mid-skill, uh, both sides of the line of scrimmage with the big boys. Um, there are going to be different things that we're looking for depending on the position. So I think all those things with the physical traits, we, we look at the multi-sport data as well, track and field now more important than ever, uh, not just the speed, but the power and the shot put and the discus and along with the long jump and the high jump and the triple jump. So Are they multi-sport athletes, track and field, like we talked about? I think as you go through, you start to build this checklist. And then obviously the tape, that's where you start. That's always going to be your baseline. And that's what you're going to come back to at the end of the day. Everything else I just mentioned, just supplemental data points.
0: So Cooper, 32 five-stars and after Quinn Ewers decided to enroll as part of the 2021 class, the top two have basically stayed the same. Five-star Jackson State signee Travis Hunter and five-star Texas A&M signee Walter Nolan. So Cooper, kind of take us into the war room as you and the rest of the 24-7 sports recruiting team were deciding on the top spot. How close was it between Hunter and Nolan and why was Travis given the honor of being 24-7 sports number one player in the 2022 class?
2: Well, I think when I got here in, in July, it was pretty evident that, that Travis Hunter had a pretty good grip on the top spot. I, I think he was pretty unrelenting uh, since I've been here in my time. and. and- 24 7 sports. So I think just a guy that is dynamic as he is, a guy that's a three phase athlete, can play offense, can play defense. He's a true game changer. He had a little bit of a hiccup and an injury, missed four to six weeks in his senior season, but almost had eighteen hundred yards receiving as a junior. He's got excellent ball production, exceptional ball skills. And this is the type of guy that you're gonna feel your impact day one. And certainly we thought it was gonna be at Florida State that entire time. Now Deion Sanders got his his hands on him and he's gonna be playing for prime time. But listen, Walter Nolan, that's, that's not to say that he wasn't a caliber or, or didn't have his name in the conversation for number one either. This is a guy who who can play a lot of different positions across the defensive line, depending on the scheme, really explosive athlete uh, that can beat you with speed, beat you with power. I think the biggest thing for him, he's going to be joining a room now at Texas A&M between himself, Gabriel Brownlow, Dindy, Anthony Lucas, who signed out of the state of Arizona, and maybe Shamar Stewart. It's going to be a high level of competition in the defensive line room at Texas A&M, and it's going to be a really good opportunity for him to separate himself. So I want to move
0: now to the quarterback position. There's always been, I guess, a little bit of discussion, maybe not much regarding Drew Aller and Kate Klubnick. Obviously, quite a difference between the two. 10 spots separate Aller at number three to Klubnick at 13. What puts Aller into a category of his own and makes him the clear-cut top quarterback in the 2022 rankings?
2: Well, I think just like anything, you know, the, the the word in football, it's all about risk management and risk assessment. You look at Aller, this is a perfect case here. I mean, it, to see his rise, six four and a half, two hundred and thirty two 232 pounds, threw over 40 touchdowns in his senior year and in, in had an excellent uh, regular season before losing in the state semifinals in Ohio. This is a guy that checks a lot of the boxes of what you're looking for from a physical tool set. Uh, I think there's so much to like and make every throw on the field. Uh, the mobility there for his size at six, four and a half plus and 230 pounds is is something that's exceptional as well. And it's kind of the conversation that we have a lot as evaluators, production versus potential. Drew Aller is, is dripping with upside, but he's not a finished product. Kate Klubnick, on the other hand, As a guy, if physically ready at the next level, can push a guy like DJ Lele. So at Clemson, uh, that's the type of player he is. That's the type of competition he's faced in the state of Texas. Two different stories in terms of where these guys are currently in their development, but definitely something to watch as we move forward. So I want to
0: stick with Penn State five stars, one player that made a huge jump, and I mean huge jump, a 70 plus spot jump, is Penn State defensive line need Denied Dennis Sutton. He checks in at number 27 in the top 247 rankings, Penn State's third five star in these rankings. What did he do? You know, how did he stand out in order to take such a monumental leap from a solid four star to you now a clear cut five star prospect?
2: I think there was a lot unknown about Denied Dennis Sutton kind of coming into it. There was this guy that we kind of saw move around in Baltimore, one of these Under Armour camps, and you see this big, fluid athlete who's got this combination of athleticism and power. Uh, and we saw the numbers in, in the way that he tested and he tested well. And then there was kind of like this cautiously optimistic approach to him. And this was really the first time getting to see him in person in a live setting against elite competition down in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl. Uh, And he impressed not only physically from the first time we saw him Monday at check-in, but during the week as well against some of the best offensive linemen in the country. He was dominant in the individual setting, he was dominant in the team setting as well. So whether that be inside run or whether that be team 11 on 11, he was one of the best players on the field every day of practice that showed up at the game as well. So it was just undeniable. It was one of those things. Like you said, he jumped seven spots. It wasn't it, like we're not doing this going out on a whim. He earned that uh, with his week in San Antonio.
0: A lot still left to talk about with Cooper. We'll dive into more when we come back. back here on the 24 seven sports football recruiting podcast with national recruiting analyst, Cooper Patagna. I think this year's defensive line class Cooper is a very strong one. Nine of the 32 five stars are either interior guys or edge rushers. We've talked about two Walter Nolan and deny Dennis Sutton already. Obviously Walter Nolan is the highest rated defensive lineman in the group, but behind him, who really sticks out to you in that next group as someone you really like and are excited to see during their college career?
2: Yeah, I think Michael Williams. Here's another guy who's catapulted up with a strong week down in San Antonio. We really liked him. He ends up signing with Georgia. He's worked his way now into the top 10, only behind Walter Nolan as the second defensive line listed in the top Two, four, seven. So this is a guy we like a lot. I think coming out of high school, they kind of did a lot of different things with him. You could stand him up in a two-point stance. He could play in a three-point as a five technique. This is a guy who's super multiple. As he continues to grow, already around 260 pounds could move inside for the Georgia Bulldogs as a three technique. Uh, but definitely a guy was the alpha, was the alpha dog down there in San Antonio. And outside of nine, Dennis Sutton, Mikael Williams might have been the best player there. So I think you look at him. I think a couple other guys that 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 kind of stand out in that process or Travis Shaw, which is a guy that's going to have to get his body right at the next level at North Carolina, but North Carolina certainly has a lineage of defensive lineman there. I think he can be the next great one. The biggest thing for him, like I said, is being able to maintain his weight, but certainly as a combination of size and athleticism, uh, that's pretty rare.
0: Cooper, a couple more before I let you go. Texas A&M, they lead all schools with six five stars. And we've talked about this class at length over the last few months on this podcast. They're the top class in 2022. And right now sit as the top class in 24-7 sports history. The six five stars, Evan Stewart, Walter Nolan, Gabriel Brownlow, Dindy, Connor Weigman, Chris Marshall, and Anthony Lucas. Of the five we haven't discussed yet, and again, we touched on Nolan earlier, but of the five that haven't been mentioned, and I'm sure, look, you could probably say all of them, who are one or two that really stood out to you as you were going through your evaluations?
2: Yeah, I think Chris Marshall, the receiver from uh, Fort Bend Marshall down in Texas, he he's a fascinating story. He's only been playing football for two years, his second year here, his senior season. So this is a guy, when you turn on the tape, you see a lot of those basketball traits. He was a highly tight basketball prospect before transitioning to the gridiron. But this guy is a very smooth athlete with excellent ball skills, really good 50-50 pass catcher, great body control, wide catch radius. And this is what they need. They'll be paired up with Evan Stewart, who will be on the other side, another guy who's got verified speed, who's dynamic. I think Jimbo Fisher's been adamant about getting that explosive element in the passing game. I think between those guys, Evan Stewart, Chris Marshall, and now not to mention the third guy I'm going to mention in in the Aggies class is Connor Wigman, and that's going to be the guy tasked. With getting those guys to football, so a lot to like about his game as well. More, more kind of of an active athlete on the ground, can beat you with his legs, uh, and really well balanced as a thrower as well. So Texas A and M filling it up on the on the stat sheet and in the recruiting classes, unbelievable class for the Aggies.
0: So finishing this one out, Cooper, unfortunately, look, there can only be 32 five stars, Kentucky offensive lineman Keontae Goodwin finish off the group at number 32. I'm sure when you guys were discussing the final five star, there was a lot of debate as to who that should be. Goodwin ultimately ended up winning out. Why go with him? And is there a guy or two you want to mention that you're high on that just missed grabbing a spot in the final rankings?
2: Yeah, sure. Look, I'm a big believer in Keontae Goodwin. I really am. He he came into San Antonio in All-American week a little overweight. I think that was well documented, but this is a guy when you turn on the tape, it's just hard to find that combination of size and athleticism. He's pretty rare there. He might have to play right tackle at the next level, but he's so wide. Uh, And the biggest thing for him, you look at Kentucky and the success that they've had uh, with Darian Kennard, the tackle is probably going to be a day one or day two selection in in the next NFL draft. Very similar in terms of the body type. So as we talked about Travis Shaw, as we talked about Keontae Goodwin, a lot of these guys are going to benefit from being in in a college football structure for the first time and and having to build good habits. I think that's going to be a big benefit for Keontae Goodwin as well as some guys on the outside in 32. Listen, there was another lineman there that we love, Tegra Shibola. I've, I've been a huge advocate for him as well as, as Gabe Brooks. And this was a guy that shot up from 230 in the top 247. Now we're in the top 40. Some of the things that we like about Keontae Goodwin are the same things that we like about Tegra Shibola. But uh, another guy who had a really good week in San Antonio, I think can play left tackle, can move inside a guard if you need him. I think Will Johnson uh, out of Michigan, who will be signing with Michigan, was a guy coming out as a corner, could end up as a safety, but is kind of a mismatch eraser. And then David Bailey, who's going to Stanford from modern day, just an extremely productive player, 6'3, 230 plus pounds off the edge, super productive, highly intelligent guy you can drop in coverage uh, and play sideline to sideline as well. So I think the biggest thing that we've looked for are guys who are checking the boxes, not only from a height, weight, speed standpoint, but from a versatility standpoint. And that's what we love about all these guys in the top 32. And we'll see how it plays out. We'll come back here in three or four years and uh, we'll have a nice little discussion about
0: it. You can follow him on Twitter at patagna 247 He's National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports. Cooper, thanks so much for giving me some time today. I really appreciate it, man.
2: Thank you, Lance. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Big thanks to Lance and Cooper for breaking down the 32 five-stars in the final top two four seven rankings for 2022. Remember to listen to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast for the latest recruiting news and notes and stay locked into 24-7 Sports because signing day is only a few days away. For Lance and Cooper, I'm Trey Scott. Thank you for listening to another episode of the College Football Daily.